Before we get started, I would like to mention that I did have an episode one originally that I had posted, but I, I like the way I, I articulated myself better this, and I like this better as a starting point for this podcast. So I did delete that. So if I uh, reference episode one, just know that this is actually episode one now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode of my podcast, The Front Row Fan. I am Noah Coleman. And I'm going to go over the big week 16 in the NFL, and I am going to do a little ranking list and get a little feedback from you guys. But first, before I start this episode, I do want to throw in real quick um, a little more inspiration as to why I'm doing this. I mentioned this a little bit last episode, and I left out a pretty important part, um, which is this is a pretty big um, career option for me down the road. I'm very passionate about the world of sports. And when I think about maybe a dream job for me one day, um, doing something in the world of sports journalism is definitely up there in that list. So my thinking on this is definitely, why should I sit here and have this kind of possible goal for the future or possible interest for the future and not at least try um, and experiment with this passion? Um, so definitely a little nerve wracking for me, um, putting myself out there. Um, and I am obviously going to get feedback, both positive and negative. Um, but I do appreciate that. And um, I do have an Instagram and I will be using this Instagram for this episode. Uh, it'll be the front row for sports fan on um, Instagram. Obviously open for feedback and it's all appreciated. Thank you guys so much for listening and let's get on with the episode. All right, so what did we learn? Um, and WDWL, I might call it sometimes, but what did we learn? This is going to be what I'm going to use when I uh, refer to a week of football and a week of baseball. Once baseball season comes around, uh, it's going to be five points here. I've actually got six this week, but five main points here of things that we've learned from this week in football. Uh, and obviously, we haven't hit Monday night's game, um, the Dolphins and the Saints. But um, the five things that we've learned up to this point in week 16 – I have five things down here, and we're going to start with number one. I put the Rams are the team in the NFC uh, in the NFC East or West. Sorry, good lord. Um, remember how I said in episode one that uh, a lot of things that I say that aren't set in stone. They're going to be a little controversial, and I'm going to start that out right here by saying, after what I've seen in week fifteen, week sixteen from the Rams and the Cardinals, I do believe that the Rams are the team in the NFC West to beat, and I think that they're going to win their division. I think that's. That's pretty uh that's pretty good chance of that now. And um I honestly I really don't know what to think about the Cardinals. To start with the Rams though, they beat the Vikings 30 to 23. Uh a Vikings team that is very good and I do believe the Vikings actually did beat them earlier this year. Um and they beat them off a performance from Stafford that wasn't even that terribly impressive. Uh Stafford had 197 yards, a touchdown and three interceptions. Nothing crazy, but uh, that Rams football team, um that defense uh, you could just see that even when Stafford doesn't perform to where he can be, and Stafford is an MVP candidate uh, and a very non-MVP candidate-like performance that he had today, they still beat a very good football team in the Vikings. Very impressive for me. On the other hand, though, the Cardinals, they come off this Lions loss, um, probably the worst loss you're going to have all year um, and the best win that the Lions are going to have in a long time. Um, you had no business losing to them, and then you come and you lose to the Colts, a team that um, – Earlier in the year, everyone's taken taken the Cardinals in that game. But you know where the Cardinals are right now. I didn't take them in that game, and I wouldn't expect anyone else to. The Cardinals, they just aren't where they need to be. 
to win that division. And I don't think they're going to make a very long uh, push in the playoffs. So that's where I'm at in the NFC West uh, with my opinion in that division. I still think the Cardinals are going to make the playoffs. And uh, despite the 49ers somehow losing on Thursday night, I still think that they're going to make the playoffs as well. Um, number two, the Chargers defense is very iffy. Um, and I think we've known that to start, but they just lost to a Houston team um, that they they are last in yards per game and they're second to last in points per game. And they gave up 41 points of that to uh, David Mills. Um, this Chargers team, when you look at the AFC outlook and some of the teams that they're probably going to face in the playoffs, if they make the playoffs, which we'll talk about here in a minute, um, you've got the Patriots, you've got the Colts, you've got the Bills, Bengals, uh, Chiefs, and you know Titans can still score points even though they don't have Derrick Henry. Um, and we saw last week, I mean, they, they played a close game to the Chiefs, but you play a close game to the Chiefs and you come out and you give up 41 points to the Houston Texans. Which de- which Chargers defense are we going to get, right? They have talent on that defense. They've got Derwin James. They've got uh, Nick Bosa. Oh, please don't be Joey Bosa. Nick Bosa, I believe. Um, one of the Bosas. They've got talent there. But that defense, I don't think, is good enough to make a very big push in the playoffs. And um, I think evidence in point, case in point, Today, 41 points to Houston. The Chargers defense, just quick stat, is the second worst in points allowed per, per game. So once again, if the Chargers make the playoffs, which has to do with point three here, um, I don't see them making a very big push. Uh, they played a good game with the Chiefs, lost in overtime. Uh, but then you come out and you give points like, like that. I mean, that's just not going to win you games against uh, the Chiefs, Bengals, Bills. I mean, they, how can you expect them to go and do that? They just lost a horrible game to the Houston Texans. Um, yeah, I think it really speaks for itself there where that Chargers defense is and where it probably should be uh, in time for the playoffs. Now, I will go ahead and mention before we move on to the next point, they were without Eckler and Williams. So I'm not going to say anything about that offense. Um, they still played a decent game. They scored 29 points. Uh, they probably would have scored a lot more if they had their whole staff there. But that defense, it th- I think, is the story, giving up 41 points. And uh, by the way, I didn't watch the game. I can't watch all the games. So there might have been a defensive touchdown in there that I'm missing. But 34 to 41 points, um, yeah, tells a story of its own. Point three, I mentioned, kind of alluded it, kind of alluded to it, sorry. The Raiders may sneak into the playoffs. Um, they won against Denver today, and now they, are actually, they actually have the same record as the Los Angeles Chargers, and they're going to face them in week 18. Um and obviously, if they go into that game with the same record, then they could actually, uh, the Raiders could sneak one out. They they beat the Denver defense today. Um, one of the best defenses. Uh, okay, in terms of points per game, one of the best defenses in the NFL. I'm not going to go out and say that they're one of the best. They have a very good defense, and they win that. And did they, they did that without Waller. They did that without Darren Waller. I think that's very impressive. Now, in order for the Raiders to be in a position to uh, sneak in over the Los Angeles Chargers. They have to go out and they have to beat the Colts next week. And um, I think that story tells itself um, I, that's going to be a very tough task for them. I think it would be very impressive if they did that. I, I was wrong on this. I told you guys that I had Denver winning that game. Uh, the Raiders go out and they play a great game. Uh, and they beat Denver in a close one. And the Chargers, uh, they, now, now they're tied. Now they have the same record. Um, I'm not sure who else the tie break there. Um, I think one of them probably will make the playoffs. The Ravens right now hold that seven seed. Um, but we'll just have to see how that plays out. Uh, the, the Raiders, though, I mean, I wasn't expecting them to be in this position to be able to possibly sneak into the playoffs, but here we are. All right, number four, big-time Burrow. Performs well uh, in a big win versus the Ravens. He had four touchdowns and 525 yards. 
Um, a little chip on his shoulder. I, I'm not really sure exactly what was said, but a little, a little trash talk about a gold jacket. Um, big time Burrow. We're going to call him big time Burrow. Uh, big game for him um, in a game that I obviously it doesn't clinch that division, but it, it makes the division a lot more favorable towards the Bengals, and it really shows us how good um, Joe Burrow is and how, how much of a danger they can be in the playoffs. Um, I don't really think there's really much else to say on that. Really good game for them. Obviously, Lamar Jackson's still not in there for the Ravens, so that really hurts. Number five, the Patriots are not as dominant as we thought. Uh, I think the narrative in sports media recently has been, well, you know, the Patriots, they could make the Super Bowl. They could be Super Bowl favorites. Um, they've con and they've lost two straight to two teams that they're likely going to see in the playoffs if they were to make a Super Bowl run. They've lost to the Colts, and they just got done losing to the Bills. Now, they've beat the Bills once this year, um, and I wasn't really sold on the Bills winning this game, but Josh Allen goes out there, throws three touchdowns, 314 yards. They're both going to be tough teams in the playoffs to beat. Um, the point here for me really isn't that the Patriots aren't a good team. I think the narrative that has been pushed in the sports media has been, well, you know, uh, the Patriots that they they are Super Bowl they are Super Bowl contenders, and uh, I've heard some in the media say Super Bowl favorites. Um, that is not the case, I don't think, and I think this week shows it. Uh, I think you know if they had an impressive win, maybe a fourteen point win this week, maybe you can make that argument. But the way that Josh Allen played and the way that um, Mac Jones did not play, I think that tells the story there. And then number six, this is an extra one. Uh, what did we learn from? The Kansas City versus Pittsburgh game, uh, we learned absolutely nothing. Um, I I went out and I said it. I expected the Chiefs to win by thirty. They won by twenty six, and they would have won by thirty if you know they kept all their starters in. Uh, Big Ben, I mean, there's only so much you can get out of the Pittsburgh Steelers in that situation. I don't think you really learn much about that Steelers defense because you don't really expect them to go out and do much against Mahomes. Um, I don't think you learn anything from this game. Uh, if anything, you learn that the Steelers are going to need to draft a good quarterback coming into next year, this is going to be it for Ben. I mean, and it sucks because it's the end of an era, but you can just see him playing out there. It, it's so horribly unimpressive to watch. Um, I think it tells – I've said this a couple times now. It tells its own story. Um, there's really there's really nothing, though, as a Chiefs fan that I take from this game and say, wow, because stopping that offense is not very hard right now. They're pretty one-sided. They're running the ball well, um, but they're not throwing the ball well because the person throwing the ball is not – He's not performing. Um, so I think that tells the big story on that side of the ball. And then maybe maybe what we can learn uh, is that, that that Chiefs offense is a little deeper than you might remember. Travis Kelsey was out today. Byron Pingle comes up big um, and has a big performance. Uh, I, the Chiefs, I think they're set up for another run. Uh, and I, You know, you can say I'm a Chiefs fan. I'm just saying that. But the way that this offense is built compared to years past, I like the Chiefs' chances a lot more this year at making a run than I did last year. All right, guys, we're going to end off this episode with a little room for input from you guys. I'm going to put a um, a post on my Instagram, and the comments will be open to hear your opinions on this. The question is, um, in, in the history of sports, okay, and we're talking all sports here, uh, I am admittedly leaving out hockey, like I mentioned. Not a big hockey guy here. Um, best run in sports history is the question, though. Uh, and I have one, two, three, four, five, six options and one um, – 
the seventh one would be, what did I miss? Um, I'm going to go through these six options, kind of preface each one. And this is um, on a team basis um, or, you know, if it's not a team sport, then a single player basis um, for those people. But when we're talking about – and championships are important here. Let's remember that. One of these is not championship-based, but championships are important in this argument. Um, so I might use some of this feedback in my next episode. I'm interested to see what I might hear if I hear it all because I just started this Instagram like 15 minutes ago. Um, so our options are what I've put on the table. Uh, I put on the 90s Bulls. Obviously, we know Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, six rings. Um, I, I pretty much really – I'm, I'm going to say it again. It speaks for itself. The dominance that they had, um, specifically with Michael Jordan, because Michael Jordan leaves and they don't win championships. He comes back. They win three more. The last dance. We got a documentary out of it. Pretty cool. Okay. The 2000, uh, now it would be 2001 to 2019. Um, I'm not sure when they're exactly when their last Super Bowl was, but the, the New England Patriots, six rings in that time with Tom Brady. You can argue that without Tom Brady, um, or maybe you, obviously without Tom Brady, that doesn't happen, but you can argue that maybe it was more Tom Brady than Bill Belichick, given the success the Patriots have had, um, which is limited since Tom Brady's left. But that is definitely on the table. I've got one that you might not think of, but I definitely uh, think of when I think of dominance in the sport. I think of the UConn women's basketball team winning 111 straight uh, games, uh, which include two national championships. And I believe they fell in the final four of 2017, I think was the year. Um, but when you think of a program basis and college basketball, obviously not a professional sport, um, the dominance and the coaching and, and the culture that it takes to have that kind of success, it really does say something about how successful that program was and still is. Um, my uh, fourth option would be Alabama 2009 to now. Um, uh, what I counted was nine championships uh, from 2009 to now and maybe even 10. I don't know what an unclaimed championship is. Um, it had it as unclaimed for 2016. Maybe a little research I need to do. But we all know about Nick Saban. And, and if I'm going to include college sports on here, I mean, we have to talk about real dominance because you can't really say that for basketball. Now, obviously, the way that uh, winning championships for basketball is set up, you obviously have a huge bracket, 60-14 bracket to win. Um, but you have multiple teams that are always up there every year. You have Kentucky, you have Duke, you have North Carolina. Uh, I know I'm missing a lot. Those are the first teams that come to mind. But when you think about success in college football in the last 10 years, you think of Alabama. And nobody really comes close after that. Uh, the next best guess would be Clemson and maybe Auburn. Um, but Alabama is definitely at the top of that. Uh, and when we're talking about the best runs in sports history, nine championships in 12 years is, uh, is pretty good. Um, uh, next on the list would be Tiger Woods from 1997 to 2009. You guys know I'm a golf guy. Um, you have to include the dominance that Tiger Woods had. Um, and this definitely, by including this on here, this definitely leaves room for someone to say Jack Nicklaus. Um, but I would argue uh, Tiger Woods would be greater than that. I, I touched on this a little bit last episode just because of the dominance that he had in that time. Um, the world number one for I don't even remember how many weeks. I should have wrote this down. Um, but I think – and really look back on this, and you guys should as well. Um, I don't think anyone has really dominated a sport, a single player sport like Tiger Woods did during that time. Um, no doubt, uh, for most golf fans, the best run of golf in, in history. I put 1997 to 2009 as my parameters there. Obviously, winning the US Open with a broken leg. I mean, what else can you say? Tiger Woods was dominant. And then, last one, really hard to pick a time frame here. You have to say the New York Yankees. 
are on this list. I put 1932 to 62 um, with 17 rings, um, but you can really use a bigger time frame there. I mean, they won in 27 and 28, um, but a 30-year timeline, I think, is a pretty good timeline when we're looking at dominance. Um, I mean, when you think of Hall of Famers, half of the guys you're going to think of in your first 10 guesses are probably going to be Yankees. Um, you got Mantle, Marish should be a Hall of Famer, Ruth, Gehrig. I mean, it just goes on and on. Whitey Ford, Yogi Berra. Uh, the greatness that comes out of the Yankees organization and has come out of the Yankees organization in the past 100-some-odd years. I mean, it's unbelievable. Babe Ruth, obviously. How am I going to leave him off? Um, so those are those are six very good runs in sports, um, and I'm really interested to see what you guys might have to say. might be the best run in sports ever. Um, and, and I'm going to post this on my Instagram at front row sports fan on Instagram. I'm going to post this, uh, and I'm going to leave the comment section open and I want to hear what you guys think about the best run in sports history. Uh, and if I miss something, I want to hear it, uh, because obviously there have been tons of great runs in sports histories. Uh, but when I think of six off the top of my head, those are what I think of when I think of greatest sports runs ever. Thank you guys so much for listening to this. Thank you guys for being patient with me. This is a learning experience. Um, uh, definitely interesting to kind of feel out what this might be for me uh, in the future. So I really do appreciate you guys. And uh, please keep the feedback. Um, keep it keep it kind. Keep it kind. Um, it might be a little cringe for some people, uh, but this could be something that I really see myself doing in the future. Thank you guys so much. I will see you guys in the next episode.